0: What's up, everybody? Jay Miller here bringing another Productivity in Tech podcast. I hope that your day has been great, and I hope that the conversation that I'm about to have will make it even better. On the line with me today, I have the host of the... I don't know if it's the first, but it is definitely in the first three podcasts that I ever listened to, Um, Tom Merritt, he is the host of the Daily Tech News Show. He is also the co-host of Work Insanity, Current Geek, East Meets West. He is a published author of the Pilot X series, the second book Trigger, now available for digital download, and he is also a contributor to Tech Republic. Tom, did I get everything? (laughs)
1: <laughs> no, but I do way too much. And to be honest, it would be ridiculous to expect you uh, to get everything. That that covers more than enough. Thank you for having me, man.
0: Absolutely. And and Tom is one of the few people that have been on the show more than once. Uh, he was actually a guest on what we call the before times uh, <laughs> in that initial feed that was lost. But I have always looked up to you, Tom, as the like the idea of professionalism in podcasting, whether it is the stories of like I think um, the SMR podcast folks have said like, we have to jump in the call like an hour early. we're going through notes and and everybody's <laughs> got cues and everything's like all synchronized and and you know, working with producers and and just jumping on board with Patreon at a really early stage and and allowing that to Basically, go from an empire with uh, was it CNET that you were with, or
1: I was with CNET for um, 2004 through 2010. Yeah,
0: I feel like the knowledge that I have on this is like Nard War level, probably not. Nor, uh, are you familiar with not uh, what is it, Nard War? No, what's Nard War? He is a Vancouver uh, DJ that interviews like a lot of hip hop artists, and oh, okay. The level of research that he goes through is absolutely scary at times. Wow. He's like, back in nineteen ninety-one, when you were, <laughs> you know, doing you know, freestyles in, in the Bronx, you took this picture with run DMC and and what were those shoes that you were wearing? And he's like, Oh, yeah, we're wearing these. And he's like, Yeah, I I brought a pair of those for you today.
1: <laughs> like <laughs> Oh man, but, yeah. That's and, and crazy.
0: The scary thing is, I didn't have to do any research. Like you are very good at what you do in that people know what you're up to. They know, like, I'm always finding something new that you've done. And then I'm like, okay, wow, like here, here's this thing. And then I immediately start following it for years and years and years. Uh, Can you say that that's like kind of the gist of, of the, I don't want to say like your product or your brand is that. Mm. Do you think it's more like, "Hi, I'm Tom Merritt of DTNS fame," or is it, or is it now like, "I am Tom Merritt, and the people that know me know me"?
1: Yeah, well, thanks, man. I appreciate all the the, the kind words. I I really don't know. It's something I'm I'm always struggling to figure out. Is is you know what is that position uh, that is most common? I generally think it's probably host of Daily Tech News Show because that is the show that I have with the largest number of listeners. And so it's more likely that somebody knows me from that uh, than anything else. And it is the air to Tech News Today and Buzz Out Loud, which were similar shows that I did before. So I I I, I sort of feel like when I have to introduce myself in a short period of time, or if someone just asks me like what's your show and I don't want to get into, you know, all the side projects I have, I'll I'll just say Daily Tech News Show usually.
0: Oh, I forgot one. It's a thing. Uh, another one
1: to listen to <laughs> yeah that i probably launched 3 since we started talking it's just you, you can never keep up
0: well and and that was something that you know you mentioned earlier is that you it's almost a sign that you do too much
1: uh how
0: how are you balancing all of these different things
1: yeah it's something that i enjoy doing i mean that that is the key to all of it is that i have very carefully Uh, whittled away the things I don't enjoy doing uh, and have luckily been able to make what I enjoy doing uh, my work, which then means I have to find time to do all the ideas that I have. And honestly, that's something I've only just recently solved because after I left uh, Twit uh, and they, they replaced me, I had to start on my own, I started as many things as possible, figuring not all of them would stick. Uh, but I needed to, you know, have a bunch of irons in the fire, and most of them stuck. So for a long time, I was like, I don't have any room in my schedule to make something new. And it wasn't until I brought on help, for mostly for Daily Tech News Show. But also for uh, we're doing a reboot of, of the Current Geek podcast uh, for that as well, that I loosened up enough to be able to say, OK, now I can take some time away from time to time. Now I can have people, you know, come in and, and, and do some of the heavy lifting, uh, the producing, even script writing. Uh, and that allows me to kind of back off and be able to do more without having to burn myself out. and It was a big thing that I had to be careful of uh, was burnout. And the key to that was learning to let go where, you know, not even just trust, because I trust all the people I work with, it, just being able to say, yes, OK, I will I will I will let go of this, even though I enjoy doing it.
0: You know, that's that's been something that, you know, you talked about burnout. Like, I feel like burnout is one of those things. It's like a mental precursor to your body physically burning out. Oh yeah. Um I I kind of shared a little bit of the story with you, you know, beforehand, but like it took my body literally breaking down for me mm-hmm. to be like, "Whoa, I need to dial things back a little bit and slowly reintroduce some of the things that I miss and that I enjoy." And and even now like productivity in tech is one of those things that every time I'm like, we're going to go on a break like by a month, I'm just like, oh, I want to do more interviews. I want to mm-hmm. you know, do something mm-hmm. else. I want to bring it out. I, how have you prevented yourself from not starting projects? I know that's the that's like the tough part because um, I think Justin McRoy said it earlier this week on one of his podcasts that he's now doing woodworking, but he doesn't want to talk about it because if he talks about it, to the internet for more than like a minute, there will be a new podcast for
1: him to host. <laughs> right, uh, it's it's tough. I mean, part of it is is like you say, realizing that if you put too much stress on yourself mentally, it will affect you physically. And and you know, it's an all too common story that that you know you you have to have a scare uh, to make yourself adapt to that. Uh, and so keeping that in mind and paying attention to how you feel uh and and sort of associating, you know, if I take a break, if I take time off, if I don't do things, if I schedule things uh, to give myself time off, it, I feel better. Like Just making that connection, forcing yourself to make that connection uh, so that you're not overworking yourself and you're not feeling guilty. In my case, I would feel guilty like, oh, I should be working. I, I should be doing these things. I have these things I want to do. I enjoy them. Why am I not doing them? And And the key was to say, because you'll You'll hurt yourself if you do that, right? It's it's like too much of a good thing is always a, a danger, uh, and and so if you enjoy doing something, that that's no exception. So, yeah, I mean, I I don't know what the 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 trick is, but I I've just sort of emphasized to myself that there have to be limits. Uh, there have to be, and we talk about this on work insanity a lot. There have to be beginnings and ends to the workday. There have to be breaks where I'm not working, uh, and I've just worked really hard to to take advantage of that and give myself permission to do that.
0: Kind of a a little tech, I guess, nerdism thing that I did. I I use a tool called Keyboard Maestro on my Mac. And at quitting time at my day job, I get a notification that says, okay, time to, to wrap it up. And it'll start looking at what applications I have open. And after two minutes, if I haven't closed all of like my commun- my email, my communication, all that stuff, it will promptly save everything and close them for me and say, oh, no, wow. I mean it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's intense, yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, if you got to do what you got to do, right?
0: Yeah, and I think that that's, that's one of the things that, like you said, when you enjoy the work that you do, it, it does become hard to say, okay, I'm going to work until this time, and then after that, there are more important things that I need to attend to. Like I have my wife and my daughter mm-hmm. like I I want to, I have to be aware of the time that I'm taking away from them because mm-hmm. if I spend all day, you know, at my computer, then all of a sudden I, I go in and I'm like, oh, what's for dinner? And then I look around and it's like, oh wait, why is everybody asleep? And that's just, that's not good. It's not healthy. It's not healthy for my family. It's not healthy for me. Uh, it's, it's one of those things that it it takes, again, it takes learning the hard way uh, before you're like, okay, whatever it takes for me to make sure that I go, I'm done right now. uh, That's what I have to do.
1: Yeah, I've redirected some of my energy into things that will make me feel better and and healthier. Uh, So, you know, instead of Uh, going on to the next computer project, I'll get up and I, this, you know, the past couple of months we, we planted some carrots and tomatoes. So I I go out and I work in the garden and that gets me sun because my doctor is like, you need vitamin D and, and, and then I get you know, I've, I've got a step count that I'm trying to hit. And, and so that helps me get to that. And so I, you know, I take some of that goal oriented, uh, behavior and, and, and try to redirect it into things that will help the problem rather than exacerbating it
0: absolutely and
1: uh, i wanted to talk about that i mean how do you
0: approach new things i, I know that you, i think when we first spoke you were launching pilot x and now i mean you're launching trigger well you've launched trigger at this point i think mm-hmm. that there's some weird shipping stuff going on due to yeah the stuff. ebook
1: and the audiobook are out there the print book's still in a warehouse somewhere i think i think they're very close to being able to visit the warehouse (laughs) safely so hopefully those will start shipping
0: oh man never thought you would be having these kinds of conversations about stuff i can't get my books out of a warehouse Uh, i mean yeah okay it makes sense now um but yeah like talk a little bit about like how that's very different than putting out a daily news show just the idea of didn't you self-publish this one and the last one or
1: no, Pilot X and Trigger are through a company called InkShares okay. uh, that is a traditional publisher, but they they use crowdsourcing for choosing the books. So you have to get a certain number of people to commit to buying the book ahead of time, and then you'll be able to, to publish. And, and then it works just like any other publisher with editors and marketing and all of that. Uh, but I did self-publish a lot of others before, and And really, with the books, it's just again, it's something it's a sideline that I enjoy. I have a task for myself to write or edit every day. Uh, and so it's just built in that I'm always working on something, even if it's for ten minutes. Uh, I just I'm always working on something, and then eventually I'll have manuscripts, and i'll I'll want to share those. I'll want to to put those out and and, and find a way to get those into the hands of people that might want to read them,
0: including, you know, Joining the the ranks of of I guess Jury fame with a free newsletter and uh, well, or not a free newsletter what was it free uh, Tom's Tom's free new Tom newsletter yeah dot com
1: yeah <laughs> also I mean really done at the uh, behest of J- Justin Robert Young <laughs> of Jury yeah I
0: need to get I've I've met I've met Jury once uh, at a live show he did in San Diego with uh, Brian, oh cool and it was funny. And, and and strange at the same time because we're both Hearthstone players and I mean you know Drury, it's like as much of a character as he is he's also kind of like okay cool, everybody's happy, I'm gonna go like take a breath and like step away and like he just yeah. catches me playing Hearthstone over in the corner and is like oh hey and then like that starts a whole conversation and I'm like yeah great show, dada da dada, dada Brian sucks sometimes because he's supposed to have been on this show like three years ago and he emailed me like two months ago, like, hey, wasn't I supposed to do a thing? <laughs>
1: <laughs> that, that sounds like Brian. Yeah.
0: <laughs> this wasn't supposed to be a dig on Brian, but but, <laughs> but yeah, like it it is so interesting. And, and one of the reasons why I wanted to kind of question the idea of like product versus brand was you have put around you. Um, and this is probably another question for like Scott Johnson, who we'll have to have on the show and everyone else that's a part of this group. And um, like, I don't even want to say the Diamond Club, but like Diamond Group, Frog Pants, like all of these ancillary groups that are around what you're doing. It it seems like there is a community that is almost like YouTube Megastar-esque in mm-hmm. that you can talk about a thing such as folding at home Which, for Mm -hmm. those that don't know, Folding at Home was a a project where people could donate resources on their own machine to uh, help solve some of the uh, algorithmic problems for figuring out a cure for COVID 19. And I think before that, it was something else. Uh, But the team jumps in and then becomes like breaks the top 100 (laughs) of like groups within a matter of weeks. And it's like, there isn't really a demand or a request from the group. It's it's all or from the the leaders of the group. It is usually, hey, we're doing a thing. If you want to join in, here you go. Wow, look at how many of you joined in. Um, has that been something that you've you've kind of grown and nurtured over time, or is it something that just kind of like happened?
1: Yeah, it's it's both. Uh the the group of podcasters that I that I you know have on the show and communicate with and 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 cross promote with those are friends those those are people that I'm like I not only like you but I like what you do uh, and and I think that's super important. Uh, as part of it, which is when I have Alison Sheridan on my show, when I have Chris Ashley on my show, when I have Scott Johnson on my show, uh, you can tell that that we all respect and get along with each other. And I think that makes for better content, uh, that it really does. And then that in turn provides an example for the community building around all of these shows to be like, Oh, okay. So they're respectful. They get along with each other. Uh, let's be the same. Let's, you know, and, and people who don't really want to do that kind of wander off and, and, and do something else. I, I, have said it before, as you get the audience you deserve, which is, you know, maybe a little negative way to, to, to express that. But I think your audience is a reflection of, of your product, of your show, of, of the, of how you present yourself. Um, and, and the community that I have has long roots. I, I worked for, a company called Tech TV back in the early 2000s, which had an incredible community, Uh, I I saw how a good community works there. And at CNET, tried to take a lot of those lessons that I learned there and bring them to creating content there and then doing the same at Twit with Leo Laporte, who is also masterful at managing a community. Uh, And then by the time I got to Daily Tech News Show, I, I felt like I knew... The things to do to make sure that you had a fun, healthy community that was beneficial not only for your show but for the people in it.
0: well, let's I, I want to give some some like actual tangible help to those out there that might be thinking of of following, maybe not the tech news route, but building some form of community around content that they do. what What are some of those? Things that I guess people starting out need to be cognizant of and and ultimately need to do to, I can't say to guarantee success because that's not possible, but to truly give them the best possible chance at building something similar to what you've done.
1: Yeah, I mean some of it is luck, uh, some of it's longevity. <laughs> uh, but but there there are some things I think I can pull out that might be useful to folks. Uh, and one is, you know, being genuine, being yourself, being authentic. Uh, people will notice that they and, and they will gather around that. And it will be very easy for you to maintain that because it's you. Uh, and it will help you avoid a lot of problems in the future because you are just being you. And so when you make mistakes, uh, your audience will be more understanding because they know like, oh, well, I understand him because he's always been or, or her or, or whatever. Uh, I understand them because they have been themselves with me. And so I, I, I get what's going on. Uh, also, giving your community a voice, I think, is super important and it is as simple as reading emails i mean it can take all kinds of other forms it can be twitter and instagram and facebook groups and discords and slacks and and all of that and those are all great ways to do it too but just giving your community a voice in what you do i think is super important and that's one of the lessons i learned way back at tech tv like just reading someone's email on a show uh really does make their day uh and they and they will become a fan forever in a lot of cases just because of that moment but it also builds dialogue and so it shouldn't just be one way it it should also you know you should be able to have conversations with people and again could just be over email uh or in chats or discords or whatever but having some way to bring your community into your show so that they feel a part of it so they are a part of it and and also uh addressing people back so that they they feel like you are in fact listening for for at the beginning that's so easy if if you're starting out you won't get overwhelmed you won't have too many people uh, writing in so you can personally answer uh, every email you get. And you can be selective. You don't you don't have to read every single email on the show because you do want to have the feedback you include in the show, be representative of the kind of feedback you'd want from your community. Uh, but if you're communicating back to people, then you can explain that. You can explain, oh, well, the reason I didn't you know use your contribution was because of X, Y, and Z. Sometimes that's difficult and sometimes people will get upset and you have to be ready for that. That's part of community management. But it's It's really important to to try to do that uh, and and to to be transparent about how you're doing it so that people understand
0: you know, I, I think one of the most memorable times for me was probably the first time that I felt like I had any type of knowledge to contribute um to dtNS. And funny enough, it was actually from the morning stream because you and Scott were talking about, um, I want to say it was EA removing the Tetris app from the app store. Okay. Uh-huh. And I immediately emailed in only because like a week prior to that, and I'm a big Tetris fan. Um, but a week prior to that, I had watched like the two hour long by like documentary on uh-huh. Alexi Paget Knopf, who is the creator of Tetris. And so still fresh in my mind, I had all of this knowledge and I was like, I can't wait to tell. Like, you know, Tom and, and Scott both about like, because I, I forgot what, I remember there was like something that was stated. They were like, oh, I wonder why they're doing this or what's How the Russian on.
1: government makes money from Tetris.
0: Exactly. And I was like, yeah, yeah. I mean, Russia still kind of makes a little bit off of that. But <laughs> there has been the, the Tetris organization and everything else that now works with Alexei Pajitnov to help kind of make sure he's taken care of because he can't technically get paid from Tetris because he built it using equipment that he was using when he worked for the Russian government. Um, but And in the end, I think the coolest part of that was the reply emails of just like, Oh, that's cool. I did not know that. And then Scott saying, now nah, I just want to play Tetris 99. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I definitely agree that even when, even when a, a reply, like I knew my, I knew my long winded, response. There was no reason it ever needed to be aired because it was much more information than anyone could digest in like a couple of sentences. But just the fact that I knew that it was seen and Mm -hmm. I knew that it was responded to and it wasn't like, oh, hey, great, great insight. Thanks for the information. It was okay. Wow. This actually resonated some kind of emotional feeling. And Mm -hmm. this is what that feeling was. And to me, I thought that that meant the world to me in a way that I don't think that that you or, or Scott could ever imagine, because that's what I was hoping. I was hoping that, like, I would strike a chord and be like, oh, yeah, cool. That's awesome.
1: Yeah. 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 Well, and 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 it's tough because there are going to peop- be people who write in with something that they think is really important that maybe you, you already know, right? Like, like if, if, if you were doing this and someone wrote in to tell you about this, this documentary about Tetris, you'd be like, well, yeah, I already saw that. So, you know, th- it it can be tricky. You, you, you're not going to be able to make everybody's day all the time. Uh, but even when you just acknowledge it, and, and like I said, especially at the beginning when you can, like, I can't reply to every single person anymore. I try to I do read everything. I try to respond to as many as I can. But in the early times, you, you can. And, and just that acknowledgement will help people, you know, really feel a part of your community.
0: Well, I have enjoyed all of the different things that we have, we've talked about, but I, I, would, I definitely want to give us enough time for this last question because you look at tech daily, you Mm -hmm. work with your community daily you're trying new phones you're trying new tools what is the state of tech for you these days how are you feeling about um how politicized techno technology companies are becoming how uh politicized i guess everything is becoming these days but not don't worry about that (laughs) part um but yeah how when you look at new tech or new technology, do you think, "Oh, this is cool," or do you think this is something that now I have to cover or I have to do because it's my job?
1: Yeah, I, uh, I, I definitely love doing this. I, I love solving the puzzle of what goes in the show every day, and 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 figuring out like what's really behind uh, this or that story. Like uh, today the The day that we're recording this, and I know this will date this a little bit if you really pay attention, but uh, the day we're recording this, uh, Germany released their COVID nineteen app. Now, I could have just said Germany released their their COVID nineteen contact tracing app and be done with it, but I also noticed that France uh, was ha- had recently had problems with their app because they were using a different platform, and I noticed that the European Union had announced they wanted to do a uh, an interoperability project between all the different countries in Europe, and so it was fun to be like, "Oh, these three stories are one story. How do I, you know, connect those dots?" I, I just really enjoy doing that, and I feel like now I've been doing this long enough. Now feels a lot like the early to mid 2000s, because back in the early to mid 2000s, everybody was saying, "Well, you know, the dot com bust. That's it." You know what, what's going to happen. There isn't anything new. Uh, they, these tech companies didn't work out, uh, and and that's a different thing than what we're experiencing now. But there's a similar flavor to it, which is well, these tech companies—they're too big. Uh, they've stifled all the innovation. That's it. What do we do now? And to me, it's really exciting to f- be in that space where we don't know. We don't know what the next big new thing is going to be. We don't know when the Google to uh, Microsoft is going to happen to Google uh you know like we we these companies were the ones that disrupted the companies of the 90s now they're huge uh who's gonna disrupt them and the fact that it's not obvious to me is exciting it's not it's not depressing it's like we we haven't seen them yet it could come from anywhere you know the the most recent thing we have to point to is TikTok, uh, and some people may roll their eyes and like, "Oh, great TikTok!" You know, a bunch of kids making videos. It's like, yeah, but you were rolling your eyes at Facebook if you were having that same approach in 2007, uh, and look where that got us. So I don't know. It's uh, to, to me, it's it's super, it's super fun, and it's super exciting to to watch that story continue to unfold, and and we're in the buildup of suspense to to when the next twist is going to happen.
0: Well, I am personally looking forward to you covering that twist whenever it does happen, um, because again, DTNS, I love that you have put it in a place that it feels it feels stronger than it's ever been. It feels like it's definitely not going anywhere anytime soon. And they they even let you take a break every now and then to come on little shows like this.
1: Uh, yeah, man, it's 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 fun. Uh, I'm 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 glad it feels strong. Uh, it certainly feels good from within too. And I've gone from I'll be honest, like the first four years, I was just like, this is gonna fall apart at any moment." I just I just know it. <laughs> I was gonna keep this ball in the air, keep juggling as long as I can. Uh, and it, and it and finally come around, you know, in its sixth year, to being like, oh, you know what? This may stick around. This I may have something here." So it it, it feels good.
0: That that's interesting that you you say that because that was me for the first mm-hmm. three years of Pit. It was just like, how do I make this better? How do I make it, you know, larger numbers, bigger downloads? Maybe I can advertise on all these things. And then it got to like year four and now we're in year five. And it's like, you know what? I just want to enjoy having good conversations. And, and mm-hmm. you'll hear a little bit of that uh, as we get ready to wrap up the conversation. But but Tom, I've enjoyed this, but we have an after show to get to. So before yeah. we do that, please let everyone know where they can find out about the 14, 15, 16, <laughs> 17 things that you're working on at this moment.
1: Sure. Uh, I try to keep everything uh, up to date over at Tom Merritt uh, That's two hours and two T's. Uh, you can go there and, and find pretty much, uh, everything I do. Uh, and, uh, the most recent thing that I've launched is know a little more. It's a, it's an independent podcast available in iTunes, Spotify, all, all those kinds of places. Uh, or if you're a patron of DTNS, you'll get it there. And it's just deep dives. Uh, it's, it's why they let me leave DTNS every once in a while to just work on one topic for an entire day and really, really dive into it. So check that out. Know a little more.
0: And I will have a link to uh, your website as well as that new podcast in the show notes. Everyone, you have been listening to Tom Merritt. I feel like I can say my good friend Tom Merritt because I I hear him every day. Uh, He doesn't hear me, but I talk to him every day. Um, (laughs) But if you want an unopinionated, well, I don't even say unopinionated. If you want like an unbiased news like brought to your ears every single day daily tech news show is the podcast to listen to different voices from all over the internet talking about what is going on the latest and greatest in news uh that involves technology and i mean i i don't have enough time to talk about all the different things that he's doing so Trust me when I say you want to go listen to the website or not listen to the website. See, I'm so used to listening to Tom. Uh, Go visit the website. But that is going to do it for this episode of Productivity in Tech podcast. As always, I don't demand that you leave a review. I don't demand that you go tell 50 of your friends about the show. I only ask that as you're listening to this, as you're listening to my guest, that you've taken something from it and you try to apply it to whatever it is you're doing. And if you've done that and you want to tell me about it, you can do so on Twitter at kjy miller. You can email me info at productivityintech.com or, I don't know, just enjoy it and just let it do its thing. I'll probably find it. And that is going to do it for... This time, thank you to Nadir Omawali for the use of his music, A Hustler in spite of myself for the intro and outro, and for myself and Tom Merritt. I hope for at least a little bit we've been productive. It is time for the after show. Tom, are you ready?
1: I'm ready.